0: Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Kyle Porter and KP. This is becoming a trend. Fire up the the siren. Hit the emergency pod button. We're at it again.
1: I, uh, man, I've got a lot of thoughts. I was up late last night just like thinking about this and I, I feel like I don't, I want sometimes I feel like you don't get to talk enough and I want for us to have a conversation more so today because I feel a little crazy for the corner that I'm on right now. I feel like it's been, uh, there's been a lot of like pushback that I didn't see coming over the last couple of days. And so I'm just intrigued just about where you're at with everything. And Maybe we can talk about Bryson first, and then get to kind of the broader uh, thought, pro- like just broadly more broadly, where you're at, uh, if you want to do that. But I'm, I'm just really curious about having like a kind of a good back and forth on, on this podcast.
0: Sure. So I, I also think as we as we get into this, uh, there has definitely been another layer revealed. I, I think Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, these guys, like it's now more of a mainstream golf story than it is a golf Twitter story because Mm -hmm. I've, I've had people text me that are like, what is this golf league that's going on? Like, what is, what is happening right now? So I think we have finally broken through, which is probably creating, um, you know, a lot more and different takes from people that you're, that you're seeing, but here's, here's the news out of this, uh, Wednesday morning, the telegraph, uh, on this, that Patrick Reed, and Bryson DeChambeau uh, expected to head to the Live Golf League. I was actually personally able to confirm uh, with two of Bryson's sponsors that he has been contacting his sponsors or his team has been contacting his sponsors to let him know his intentions to go to Live Golf. The expectation uh, for both of these guys is for the uh, the Portland event after they play the USO.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's not super I need to stop reading these comments because they're coming in fast. Uh it's not super unexpected. I think I'm a little surprised at how quickly everything has happened. And I think that I I think there's a lot of things that I was wrong about. I think it was very easy to sort of do the Firefest thing for the last four months of like, yo, you don't have anybody. And now they they actually have a lot of people, and this is like a real problematic thing for the PGA Tour, especially in the short term. Um, you know, DJ is one thing. Bryson and Reed are like in their prime, major champions, right? It's not, it's not like Poulter and and Westwood, or you know, even like Martin Keimer, who's almost forty. Uh, this is uh, this. I, I'm not surprised that they're going. I'm surprised at how quickly Live Golf has been able to kind of coalesce some some bigger names. And I talked to a tour player last night who expected that guys like Ricky and and Varner and there uh, I think there was one other would would follow. So now you're, I don't know, man. It's 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 moving a lot quicker than I maybe thought it would, which um, I think poses a a legitimate problem to be solved uh, for the pga tour
0: right so rampant speculation that ricky howard varner the third potentially going to to be next here and um I, I would still argue kyle that if we rewind 12 months and go watch those first cut episodes the list of golfers that live golf has is the list that we identified 12 months ago
1: yeah yeah
0: so 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 two things then one, they got everybody that they that we thought they would get, which mission accomplished there. But I, it does also feel like we are one domino away, right? Like if they, I don't want to rampantly throw out names here who probably don't want to be associated with this.
1: Well, just 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 throw out the names that have been adamant about not going because I think that it's it's you you're not those people are not on the fence like rory jt speed they're like yo i'm not going and so what i think what you're saying is like if one of them gets gets flipped it's over then, then like i don't like this is this is i guess i sort of theoretically knew this was um a problem or an issue for the tour but now that it's come to fruition you're like Oh, this is like, this is crazy. Like, there might not, like, there's a world in which the PGA Tour does not, is not viable in the same way that it is right now, let's say three years from now or whatever, right? Is that, is that fair?
0: Yes. The only thing the tour has are these statements of uh, confidence in the tour, these statements of, hey, I'm staying, I'm not interested in this. I'll tell you what, Kyle, a lot of guys have made those statements and have just jumped ship. So it's not even like that great of a, a security blanket to have.
1: Yeah, I think the difference is like, I don't know that Bryson was ever to be trusted. I don't know that like uh, Patrick Reed was ever to be trusted if he ends up going. Um, it would be more surprising if you got a. Morikawa, a Hovland, a JT, like guys that you're like, I think I can like at least reasonably trust what those guys have put out there publicly, right? Does that make sense?
0: Yes. And and I will say, and and even as I've independently confirmed like the Bryson talking to his sponsor things, is like Bryson in general is not that reliable, right? Like he's right. constantly flipping or wherever the wind takes him, or he he yeah. throws stuff on a wall to see what sticks and see what the response is going to be and then he'll do something else so they're even like ah, here's what we've been told it's he's not even that reliable but um but but you're right There, some of these
1: guys have a better track record of of sticking to what they say well with with bryson people i know people have reported in the past like yo here's what bryson's saying yeah that like hear hear what i'm saying that i'm not reporting this will happen i'm reporting this is what bryson's saying right and then something else might happen because he like that's sort of what you're saying is that he's 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 constantly uh being kind of tossed about uh by the by the wind and the waves as it were uh so yeah i i think that's a i think that's a valid point
0: so that Portland event, which is uh, in a few weeks, is likely to include, you know, Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau. I think Jason Kokrak is probably in the mix there. Um, we're going to play a major championships uh, before then, so th- things things are certainly going to continue to evolve. But it, do you think this is kind of a slow and steady trick? I mean, it hasn't really been a trickle, right? It's been like we we flipped the faucet on, mm-hmm. and yeah. everyone has has said, okay, if I was willing to do this, I'm just going to go now.
1: Yeah, I think, let's say after the third event, you'll kind of have your basis for what the first eight will look like. Now, that might be different than what 2023 looks like or 2024 looks like, but I think that you're going to get to a point where it's very clearly two sides. We're not there right now, Um, but after Portland or after, what's the third one? Is it Bedminster or... Miami. You know what? I'm not even sure I can find out. I think it's, I think it's Bedminster. Uh, after, at that point, I think you'll kind of have like what each side sort of looks like for the rest of, of 2022.
0: Yeah. Bedminster, then Boston, Chicago, but there you go. Jacob has it up on, on YouTube. If you're watching there. Okay. Let's, here's what we'll do. We'll take a break and then we'll get into the, all the mess that we need to to get through on all this. Uh, The corner that Kyle stands in the PGA tour and what they could possibly be doing. So we'll hit all that stuff, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners.
2: Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting technology, technology, Marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: And we're back. Okay, KP, let's let's dive into this. Um, you know, Wednesday morning, June 8th. That's that's when we are live right now talking about this. The 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 corner that you're in looks like what
1: uh, by the way, somebody just said, if Spieth goes, KP would take down all his pictures behind him and hang, hang a Saudi flag on his wall. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't do that, but that's pretty funny. The corner that I am in is... uh, pff, I'm a little bit... I think I underestimated the historical crossroads that this feels like. I was, t- I was again, talking to a... To a to a tour player last night and he was like, man, it feels like golf professional golf changed forever today. And th- this was on, what was that Tuesday night? So, uh, all the draft and the, pro- like kind of the big, like, okay, this is like actually happening day. Mm-hmm. And that might be hyperbole, but it might not be like, I, I don't, I think so I think some of the feedback that I've received from people is like, oh, you're just a you're just a shill for the PGA tour. And you just are like a homer for the tour. And I think it's fair to like disclose like CBS Sports has a relationship with the PGA Tour. CBS does not necessarily have a relationship with the PGA Tour, but I work for an organization that has a financial relationship with the PGA Tour that being disclosed i don't i don't think the pga tour is like impermeable or should be like protected at all costs i think my frustration is twofold one the way this is all taking place the way the pga tour is being like kind of threatened if you will it's just it's a facade it's not like it's not it's not getting better for fans right you're just you're just having players that are taking money from a again a, a government that is running that is like funding this league um to i think sort of launder that country or that government's reputation and that doesn't that that's like gr- first of all it's gross and second of all it doesn't it doesn't make professional golf more compelling to me i'm compelled when max homa wins riviera a place where he grew up going to that event with his with his family and he breaks down crying because that's so meaningful to him like n- none of these people uh, i tweeted this out last night none of these people that are in these press conferences believe anything they're saying right. they don't want to grow the game around the world and be an example to kids or whatever they just got paid a bunch of money and so i feel like we're just living in this like really gross like fake truman show like world where we are the the mark like we are the target right. that's being like uh like 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 I don't know I we're we're the people that they're trying to like trick or that or whatever I, I I don't I don't I don't even really know how to say that and that just is that just sucks like it just sucks and it makes me sad and I I don't think you know professional sports is not perfect the PGA tour is not perfect i think some of some of that a little bit happens in all of pro sports but it's just very like blatant and clear in this particular scenario yes. and i hate that and i hate that the the it's just so far removed from like the i think the the purity of like the major championship golf where yeah there's a ton of money but man on Sunday afternoon, nobody's thinking about money, right? Like you're thinking about just playing golf as well as you can on these historic great courses. And this is just like the opposite of that. And I hate that. I think it's, I think it's extraordinarily sad for a sport that that we all love. I know I said we were going to go back and forth and I just talked for like five minutes. So I want to give it back to you and just get your take on that.
0: No. And it's so the way that I feel is uh, that there, there are flaws and issues with a lot of things that go on in sport uh the fact that billionaire team owners hold cities hostage for taxpayer dollars to build their new stadium is disgusting i hate gross
1: it. yeah uh, yeah
0: it's 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 the worst um this is happening all over the place right the ncaa is a horrible organization that takes advantage of student athletes and i'm thrilled to see That they are essentially rendered useless in this new 2022 world. I hate the NCAA. I have been critical of the PGA Tour countless times we have we have bounced around the idea of some of the pgl like hey this is great for golf this is this is growing the product the 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 pga tour who would not show you bad shots that were hit in some weird way to protect their players in this organization it was bizarre they've gotten better at that but we've been critical of the PGA Tour when when warranted to me uh Taking two billion dollars, which you know you're never going to turn a profit on, which I don't really care, whatever. but like to use that money uh, to buy exposure and normalcy for your human rights abuses is where I happen to draw the line. And mm-hmm. the comments can say, the United States government does horrible things. Sure that's fine every government in the world you've got issues with politicians you've got issues with governments all that stuff if the u.s treasury was funding <laughs> the pga tour i'd have a problem with them spending my tax dollars in yeah. that way um that's that's just me but but rick they bailed out wells fargo and wells fargo sponsors a tour sure there's a lot of complications here the the lineage from the uh the 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 financial arm of the saudi government paying directly into the, that's very easy to track okay yes. i'm not i'm not yes. by that yeah. so this is where i happen to draw the line and i i am all for golf competition kyle like i would love more competition in golf mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this is not necessarily that when you're right the product the product's going to get worse for everybody the the PGA Tour product's gonna get worse. The Live Golf product TBD. Probably not gonna be all that great. We'll see. Um, this is not good for us, and we're being asked to just, 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 just take it.
1: Yeah, like I, I think, um, I mean, listen, I, I, I tweeted this out on Wednesday morning, but like, if the United States government, like, if the it, the U.S. Treasury, like you said, like if they went and bought the PGA Tour, like if tomorrow they paid. The P- they went to Jay Monahan and said we're going to buy the PGA Tour for three billion dollars. You know what column I would be writing? Yo, this is a really, really bad idea. It, it's 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 not just that the Saudi Arabian government's human human rights issues are horrible. Um, which, by the way, the the players seem to like. like I, I I'm I'm astonished at the way they're talking about the the league that like Graham McDowell yesterday said something like um, if, if Saudi Arabia wants to improve themselves through sport, then we are proud to be a part of that. And you're like, yo, like, that's like, that ain't it. Like, that's not what you should be proud of. Like, that's not a thing to, 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 to like take pride in. Right. This is these are the, it's not like it's a different, regime and like the com- the country got completely torn down and is trying to rebuild itself. These are the same people that have like done all this stuff, right like you're, you're you're like you're also a mark like via their government and and take the human rights stuff out of it. I just think it's a bad idea when governments that are supposed to provide infrastructure and protection for countries or 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 uh, like areas of the world, are start pulling the purse strings of culture like that just is not going to go well. Like what do we have historically that that says that that goes well at any point? You know, it, it just is like I don't know. The whole thing just feels really um, disgusting, and it. I think people are like, "Well, give it a chance." It, and it's like, "Well, the the foundation of it is is not for." the fan it's not for us it's not for golf it's for it's for themselves each side is operating out of incredibly selfish motives even more so than normal in professional sports and it's just so clear to see up front that i don't see a path forward where any of that is good for those of us who love the sport
0: this is probably a bad comparison but like the current american sport, get my pol- get politics out of my sport is someone taking a knee during the National Anthem. The current golf, keep my politics out of sport is like, oh yeah, the Saudi government is like funding this entire thing. It's like, well, those are pretty sizable. <laughs> those are pretty sizable differences of political involvement in the sports that we love, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I, I think that, I don't know if people are just willfully... And maybe you can pull up some of the comments, Jake. I haven't looked at I haven't looked at them in the last few minutes, but I don't know if people are like willfully just ignoring the reality. like people are like, "Oh, but what about uh the United States government?" And you're like, "The you like I don't I don't know how to say this more clearly. The United States government is not running a professional sports league. It's not running the PGA Tour. It does not own part of the PGA Tour." The, the Saudi Arabian government is literally running in charge of. You can argue that, but like they control the money for this, so that's that's who's in charge. Just you know, follow the money, and they are literally running this. Like I, I don't know why that's so difficult to understand, and why people would ever think that something like that is is a good idea. Like you, even take the human rights stuff out of it. Why would it be a good idea? for the the French government mm. to run a league and all these uh, Americans and South Africans and whoever to go over there and say, Hey, we want to uh, do the French government's bidding culturally. Like what the hell? Like that is like, if you think like, who yeah. who is a, who is a fan of that? Like who's who like, man, that's what I like love about sports is when athletes do the government's bidding for them.
0: Right. No, that that's a better way to put it. People get tied up in the in the political side of this because political politics are now a sporting event. You have to choose a team and you have to do exactly what what that team wants and agree with everything that that they that they do, whether they win or lose. So when you frame it as third party France or whatever, whatever other country, it's like, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense either. Forget all the other stuff. Like, what are we
1: doing here? Yeah. What are and, and that's like the, the, to me. There are two parts of it. It's like, yo, this government is uh is is not great, and any government running a sports league is probably not a good idea. And then two, the the other side is like, and not to go like full Nick Saban, but like, is this what we want golf to be? Like, it it just it just feels. You know, I think the PJ Tour already had a little bit of like a, um, it, it, it can feel a little sterile at times. And, and that's true of any pro sports. I, I mean, I, I'm not like naive to the reality that pro sports is not like when you're, you know, 16 and it's like, you're not getting paid and it's like a, a, a just a very pure thing. You know, we grew up playing baseball and high school baseball for me, it was like, just like the best time of life. You know, I, I don't want to go back to it but it was just like a very innocent like sweet fun time and so you want to like catch glimpses of that in pro sport right where uh Homa winning riviera is a glimpse of that he didn't care about the 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 one and a half million dollar i mean he does but it's very secondary or tertiary to like the purity of that moment we see that a lot at major championships there there are these glimpses of kind of what we love about sport, which is the, the innocence and the purity of it. And this is like as far removed from that as possible. Like it's like the, the exact opposite of that. So I just, I'm having a hard time f- figuring out what people find attractive about it, I guess, is, is, is kind of the way that I would put it. Yeah, it's, um, it's
0: bizarre. It's bizarre. Uh, some of these comments are... Pull them up. I'll, I'll, so I want to react to them. Here, so I don't know if some okay. So pull up the one from David. Uh, 757. If you have a gasoline-powered vehicle, you personally have funded live. So, um, David's here all the time. So we 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 know David's like a real person, and 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 can be a part of this conversation. So David, thank you very much for that. Uh, one, I do not have a gasoline-powered car, so I guess I'm good here. But also that <laughs> is, uh,
1: <laughs> okay. When, when that comment comes I up, also, I ride a bicycle. So we're, we're, we we might be, we might be clear here. So a comment like
0: this, I think is interesting. And this is not a unique comment where it's basically the idea of <clears throat> globalization. This is a very small world and all of these countries interact with one another for imports and exports. And because of that, we have to be okay with whatever. The other argument that I always see is, well, do you have an iPhone? Because child labor in China is X, Y, and Z, right? So there's this idea that um, globalization of of government and um, you know product somehow then gets tied to support or lack thereof of this sporting league, which to me is, um, I guess it's a leap. I don't know. Like that that this is not a this is not a unique comment.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it is, um, honestly, I think comments like this are kind of fair, right? I I think, I think one thing that's happened with the live golf stuff is that it's made me think more about like, okay, what, what is like, what am I doing that, um, maybe I shouldn't be doing, or maybe I should think more closely about, right? It doesn't, like it, it, I think I get frustrated when people are like, "Well, wait, look over here." And it's like, "Well, I'm actually looking at the thing that I cover every day that I have to like have an opinion about." But I think, from a personal standpoint, I I actually think that's a a a fair question and something that I have thought more about because of this league than maybe I would have before. I also think it's a little bit different when you're talking about, um organizations that are doing business rather than uh or 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 maybe i would say a government and an organization that are doing that are doing business rather than like individuals that are being essentially purchased by a government like those are are kind of different things i'm trying to think of an example um like for my own individual self like how how would that How would like what's happening in live golf apply to me as an individual? And I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I do think there is a little bit of a differentiation there.
0: Uh, Let's cover this one too. 758 here from Andrew. This is also kind of the elephant in the room that we will have to address at some point, or at least uh, maybe we will. Is it weird to you guys that two tournaments are at Trump courses? Let's just do it, Kyle. So this is not a golf story because it is also a political story, because it also gets not only coverage from CBSports.com but the New York Times and the Washington Post and yada, yada, yada. And whatever side of the political aisle that you're on, they are taking two of these events to uh, courses, owned and operated by a politician, in this case, the former president of the United States, who... Like that, that alone does not reconcile with a lot of people. Uh, and I think the fact that they're going to two Trump courses alone makes people choose a side on this. <laughs> also, don't get fired here.
1: <laughs> I, uh, again, I don't, to me, that's not a Trump issue. It's if, Obama owned two courses. It's like, I don't know, man. Like I, it, it, it takes away from the golf to, to, to go to courses owned by politicians. That's just not a great idea. It, whether it's Trump, whether it's Obama, whether it's Joe Biden, whether it's George Bush, I, I just, it, it, like, again, it, is that making golf better for me as a, as a fan who wants to, again, catch glimpses of like that kind of purity of sport, not, no, it, it just feels a little bit contrived. So to me, I don't know that that's necessarily a Trump specific issue as much as it is a, Hey, let's try to make, um, golf about, well, I don't, I don't want to say that. I I don't, I don't know that it's a Trump specific issue, but it is going, it's going to be a, I mean, that certainly it, that reality certainly plays a huge role in all this.
0: Yes, I think it is right. Any anytime you attach Trump to whatever, it gets people all hot and bothered in all directions. But you're right. This goes back to me for why are our politics and our sport intermingling? I, I, I don't care I don't I don't want them to go to my local congressman's uh, house for for tea and crumpets. like I don't I just don't want it. like I, like, I don't need it. I don't need politics in my sport. Um, the other thing is. The PGA Tour has said nothing.
1: That's right. I talked to a player last night who expected uh, something. He said, I think I think the word he used was like really harsh to come down over the next uh like day or two. I think it's going to be balls in the air on Thursday and they release something. But the problem, Rick, is they've got a they've and I didn't see this coming. Maybe you did but they've got a players resigning from the PGA tour problem.
0: Yeah, that I, I will hat tip to whoever figured out resigning from the
1: PGA tour. Honestly, great move like that. It's phenomenal. Nice. Yeah. Because it not only does it protect you from it, it, you're sort of mitigating your risk of the, like your future risk where you could, like if live golf holds in six years, like, there's a pathway for you to get back to the PGA tour, right? Like legally, but you're also protecting yourself in the short term by, by um, giving yourself a pathway to play in the major championships. And I just, I, maybe I'm, I mean, I'm not like a legal mind, but I just did not see that part of this coming. And I think it's real, like, I don't, obviously don't love it but i think it's brilliant like i think it's really really smart for them to do. I think the interesting part about that is that Phil is actually not resigning from the tour. Right. And he's been the one that's kind of been outspoken about like I'm going i earned that lifetime membership. I'm going to keep it and we'll see what happens. So he and i think he's kind of always been the guy uh that i thought Oh, he's gonna be the like lead the charges into court guy. Like he's gonna be the one that yeah. is the litigation.
0: Two hundred million dollars to get punched in the face by everybody else, and then figure out what's gonna happen.
1: Yeah, like he's the face of the litigation of of the PGA Tour and Live Golf, and so I guess that doesn't totally surprise me. But I think for somebody like Dustin Johnson or Bryce, I don't know if Bryson is resigning. I presume he is, but I think it's a. I mean again, man, like the tour is in a really like vulnerable position. I don't I don't I don't know how you could look at it otherwise. I mean, I, I think that I think that people I, I don't I have not talked to anybody at the tour. I think that people that are on the tour and run the tour are legitimately concerned about the future of the PGA tour in a way that I don't know I, I would have thought was true three months ago or six months ago.
0: There's, there's two more questions that I want to get to because I think they, they help with the conversation. But the PGA Tour, Kyle, um, and we've known this, that they don't have a lot of leverage and they're already kind of losing some of their leverage with the USGA saying, hey, listen, we're like two weeks out. We're just going to let this happen uh, for, for this time around. But what realistically is a punishment? that would make these players think twice the i i have one answer the the only answer for me is a lifetime ban it's the only option
1: i don't even know if that does it because if you're resigning then you're like well you can't ban me because i'm resigning you can't fire me i quit right we talked about that on on tuesday I think the only thing that makes them think twice is, and I've been trying to get in touch with the OWGR board because the OWG, and it's a very normal sport thing that like these decimal points are going to decide the future of golf. They are for, for the OWGR points, but like, that's the whole deal is if you, if you, if it's, if it becomes extraordinarily difficult for you to get into major championships, then you can like live golf can have its league take bryson take dj or whoever um but it's not going like the major championships are still more powerful in the sport of golf than than live golf uh they're they're still more compelling more alluring i think (laughs) maybe i'm wrong about that maybe i'm maybe i'm just like the idiot here maybe i'm like taylor gooch uh but I, I just think it's going to come down to the decimal points of the of the OWGR. And that's run by, obviously, the the PGA Tour and the, the major championship organizations. And I, I don't know that there's anything that the, the Tour is... is I don't think they have much control right now. And I think they are... I mean, if I'm the Tour, I'm on the phone with Augusta, USGA, RNA, PGA of America, P, uh, European Tour, and the International Federation of, of PGA Tours... Which maybe they run, and I'm just begging them not to give OWGR points to the live golf events, right? Like that's the that's the path forward, I think.
0: Even if these live golf events uh, do get OWGR points, <clears throat> excuse me, these players are likely to have a divisor problem, Kyle. So for those who don't know how this works. It's a rolling two-year system of results, of points that you earn. And the minimum divisor is 40, and I think the max is 52. Mm -hmm. So remember when Morikawa was like 25 events into his career, and he was already like the 11th ranked player in the world? And Mm -hmm. that was actually worse than it could have been because they were dividing his results over 40 events instead of over 25. If they play eight events this year, or, or say twelve events next year, and maybe sixteen the the year after that, that's only twenty eight events. They're gonna, yeah, have, I, they're gonna have a divisor problem, even if they get OWGR
1: points. I, I this is again a very normal sport conversation. We have a divide the the divisor problem is going to decide the the future of professional golf, but. I think you can supplement that with Asian tour events. And if you're playing in the majors, you can get close enough to 40. Depending on how many events the Live Golf League goes to, uh, you can get close enough to 40 to, to make it work. But I do think in the short term, you're right. Like that, for the Kevin Nas of the world, uh, I don't know that that's a problem for the DJs of the world, but for the Kevin Nas and Taylor Gucci's of the world, where you need to like kind of stay in the top 50, like that actually could be a short-term problem.
0: Uh, Two more things. Cause I think these are, these are ways to round it out here. 8 4 a.m. Jacob uh, Gabriel says, Rick and Kyle, are you okay with the PGA making golf a monopoly? Which I, I would argue they are nowhere near. We're learning. They're nowhere Whoa. near making that Whoa. possibility, right? Pull
1: that up, Jacob.
0: There you go. <clears throat>
1: I presume he's talking about the PGA Tour, not the PGA of America. Correct. And I don't understand this question because the PGA Tour does not uh, does not control the uh, the the four most important events in the world.
0: So I think it's like this: like if if uh, are are we so against competition that we'd be happy with the PGA Tour only ever being the only game in town? only ever being a monopoly. That's the way that I read this.
1: Sorry, say that again, somebody's calling me.
0: So basically, the way that I read this question is um I think in in Gabriel's eyes, live golf is competition, competition in general is good. If we are against competition, and that just leaves us with the PGA Tour being a monopoly forever and they control everything and they're the only game in town.
1: So I said this on, I I responded to somebody on Twitter last night and said this, I am pro disruption. I'm not, I'm not, so I guess I'm not okay with the PGA Tour being a monopoly. I don't think they are a monopoly, but I, I am, I'm in favor. Seth Wall said this, Seth Wall said this really, really well at the PGA Championship last year at Kiowa, where he was talking about like the value of disruption, not only for the actual disruptor, but for the PJ of America, for the tour, for the majors, like there's a ton of value in disruption. What I'm anti is this sort of soulless fragmentation of professional golf that makes everything worse and not, and nothing better. Like is any, does anybody act, does any golf fan who follows the tour and follows the majors, does anybody think any of what's happening is, is legitimately making Professional golf better for fans of golf.
0: I'd argue they don't even know the rules, so no,
1: <laughs> I don't what do think. Mean, what, what do you mean by the rules?
0: The fact that there's a team aspect, and do you know how the the team scoring is done, and and whose scores count towards what, and how many holes they're playing, and that this actually starts on Friday and not on Thursday, and like there there is no one's no one is excited about live because they're like, wow.
1: Great golfers playing a great course in a great format. That's set. Well, and, and that's the thing. It feels like this week's rollout. Like, what about this week's rollout has you thinking, like, man, this is gonna be sweet for like my fandom of professional golf. Right. Was it the was it the team names? Was it the, it was the
0: uh, logo that did it for me?
1: Was it the logos? Was it the <laughs> fake draft where teams were already formed, but then like you kind of had a draft and burned Weisberger went number one overall?
0: If okay, Kyle, if you had a fantasy football draft and you decided the order, and then you said, "Oh, but this team's already full, and that team only has one spot available," you would riot against your commissioner.
1: That and all those and all those guys went to the same college, so they get to be together. Like <laughs> it, it's it, like I, I just don't know if you're if like I I, I, th- I was talking about this with some guys in a in a group chat. I, I said, I think I'm surprised by some of the people that are supporting live golf. And one of the guys who I will not name, uh, said it's simply a reaction to how frustrated like you and I and others that cover this stuff are like, they're not actually reacting sure. to like how great the golf league is going to be. They're reacting to, Oh, this person's mad. I think it'd be kind of cool to like take an anti stance against this person, yeah, right? Yeah, and so it's just all like posturing i I think i I don't know how you could look at what's going on this week. Is, is there a world in which a league gets created and there's a draft and it goes to a great course and it's like well run and all that stuff where I would be far more elated than covering the three m open Hell, yeah, like. I, I, I'm like, I'm not like, I don't want the PGA tour to fail. I am a proponent of something like that happening that makes my professional golf coverage and viewing and fan experience better. I'm not against like the idea of this. I'm against the foundation of it and the way that it's playing out. Cause it's playing out in a way that is just completely farcical. Like, it's just – it's a farce. Like, the whole thing is a complete farce. Before I forget, I want to go back to David's question from earlier where he was talking about uh, driving a vehicle means supporting live golf because I I thought about this as we were talking, and I think there's a big difference between – I don't have a ton of choices in that, right, like in in the way that – like culture and not culture, but society works like to have a car to like every, like almost everybody has a car. You have to buy gasoline to run that. Like there's just, there's not a ton of choice there. I, I mean, I, again, like I ride my bicycle pretty much everywhere in town where I live. So I, there is some choice and I try to make wise decisions about that. I think one of the things that's frustrating about the live golf stuff is like those guys did have a choice and they had a very clear choice and to me they didn't and Justin Thomas talked about this like i just didn't agree with your choice doesn't mean i don't like you doesn't mean i think you're a bad person i just think your choice was was a was a bad choice it was a bad decision i thought jt i don't know if you saw that clip but i thought he was really good on that and so i think that's one difference i would say between kind of what david was uh pro- like proposing there versus like what's actually taking place here
0: yeah, and that JT clip from uh, I think it was from this morning is is floating around Twitter. You should check that out. All right, last one here and then we'll get out cuz we'll probably have to do an emergency pod three more times today. Uh 8:05 a.m. Jacob Cole says, if PGA and again again as this assumes PGA Tour proposes some changes or same changes as LIV, will the players come back? And I think the short to that is is no because there's money involved, but <clears throat> Kyle, I think this is a larger conversation about um Kind of what I expect to happen. And I expect that uh, we are at a very important point in in golf organization history. And the PGA Tour is going to have to reform and potentially reform um, pretty significantly to thwart uh, potential rivals or more people leaving. I, I think we are now, you know, for 50, 60 years. There was no competition to the PGA Tour, and now there's a lot with a lot more resources, and that is going to have to force the hand of some type of of reformation.
1: I think the, the I think I would the follow up for Cole here is like what what changes are you referring to, right? Because the, the the players are not leaving the PGA Tour because there's a shotgun start and because there's a draft and there's a team aspect um so i guess my answer would be no they they won't come back because that's not why they left to begin with right i i do think there's a world in which the tour um i think what will be interesting is is how they start to funnel more money they've already started this and we talked we've talked about this before but How do they start to funnel more money to their to their stars and their superstars, the guys that really matter? They've done it through the pip, they've done it in a variety of ways, but they need to kind of empty the chamber on that, right? Like you gotta, you got you have to go as far. Like, I don't think they've gone as far as they can. I think they sort of like hedged a little bit of like, well, maybe if we implement the pip and the comcast top. 14 or whatever the hell that thing is, then like maybe we'll like fend off some, some rivals or whatever. And you didn't. So like, how far can you go with that? Like what's, how can you max that out? Like legally, functionally, logistically, financially, how do you max out how much you're paying your stars? I think that to me is the change that the, that the tour could maybe should make that will not bring players back but like sort of shore up the future of how all this plays out
0: okay last one because i think we i think we have to answer these because uh, 8 16 a.m fuji jacob says kp and rick if the pga collapses and live becomes the mainstream would you walk away from the game or begrudgingly migrate over considering your personal values and livelihoods. I think we have to reckon with this.
1: So it's a, it's a phenomenal question and I'm glad he, I'm glad you asked it.
0: And fair. Um, personally, I don't know the answer to this question. I would imagine if, if tomorrow the PGA tour stopped existing and, and, and live golf was the thing and all the best players in the world were there. And there were, fantasy contests and sports books offered odds on it. I would be lying if I said I would not cover it. And I would not, like, I'm part of the problem, right? Like, I'm part of this wheel that that spins that I need something for my own livelihood, right? So I'd be lying if I said uh, I wouldn't cover it.
1: Yep. I also, I, think that's, go ahead. And,
0: and I also do think that like there is a big difference of – and, and you, you we saw this yesterday with some of the press conferences, Kyle, where it was like, well, if you're so against this, journalists shouldn't be covering it. And I don't think journalists have to cover things or should only cover things they 100% agree with. And I don't think that you have to – there are a lot of people who hate their job, right, in all aspects of life, but they do it because they have to and that's how society works. And I wouldn't say I'd, I'd hate my job, but, like, I don't have to agree with everything that's going on. I don't agree with everything the PGA Tour does, but these is for completely different reasons. So, yes, I would probably begrudgingly do it. Uh,
1: um, thank you for asking this question, Fuji. Um, so I, I, I do think there's a little bit of an – and people have pushed back on this on Twitter of, like, yo, why are you giving this oxygen? It's a fair question. And I've actually got a call with some people at like my bosses at CBS Sports next week to talk about like, what are we going to, how are we going to cover this? Like, what's our, what's, what's our position on this? What's our stance on this? So let's, let's pretend like I'm independent and I'm not working for an organization, like just personally, I just run kyleportergolf.com or whatever. I think the move that I would make. And Jeff Shackelford's done this a little bit, is to primarily cover the major championships, both on the men's and women's side, because those are the things that I love the most, and tangentially cover live golf. So uh would I dive full bore into it the way that we do with PJ Tour? I probably would not. Would I be lying if I said I would ignore it completely? Yeah, I'd be lying. Like I would I would tangentially cover some of that stuff, but I would shift more of my focus to uh, what I think are the the events in the world that matter the most, and there's an opportunity. And there, honestly, Rick, there's a real, there's going to be a real opportunity for stuff like the USAM and the Curtis Cup and uh, all these other golf things that we don't give as much attention and coverage to. For those things to kind of, I think, thrive and maybe come to the forefront a little bit more than they have. And so, to answer, to fully answer the question, yeah, I would uh tangentially cover it but not give my full attention to it the way that I do with the PGA tour
0: fair it's fair we we forget that golf is golf is not the PGA tour and golf is a worldwide game right like we get crap for that all the time when we say somebody has five wins and they're like he won 12 times on the european tour or whatever <laughs> it's a worldwide game there's a lot more stuff going on
1: uh, I, I do. I do love it when people are like, Oh, you Americans or oh, you don't even know that golf exists. I'm like, I like, I like more of the guys on the, on the Euro Ryder cup team than yeah. I do on the, like, I, I'm not like, I'm not who you think that I am. Right. Right. Like, and, and <laughs> just, like one comment does not a career make does not a full breadth of coverage make. So I just, that and you know people just see one comment and react to it but that that can be that can be frustrating at times
0: okay um, we're going to stop there there's obviously going to be a lot more conversation about this in the days and weeks and months so get used to the hot takes from the yanks over here as we try to figure all this all this <laughs> All right, KPA, buddy. Uh, Always good to to chat with you. I'm sure we'll do it again soon.
1: Absolutely. It was good stuff. Thanks, Rick. Producer
0: Jacob, all the hard work behind the scenes. Kyle Porter available at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time.